Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the Magic Kingdom proudly presents our spectacular festival pageant of nighttime magic and imagination. You've played in the parks, you've splashed in the surf, but your Walt Disney World fun's just begun. There's so much to zippity-do here on vacation. This is your Walt Disney World picture phone operator. How may I be of assistance? What are you hanging around for? Let's go have some fun! W Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 676, and together we're going to celebrate the magic of the Disney parks, movies, and more here on the podcast, my weekly live video on Facebook every Wednesday night, community, audio tours, blog, and more. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and find everything else at www.radio.com. So this week, we're going to look at 10 reasons to stay, play, dine, and visit Disney's Wilderness Lodge, including some secret and special places and experiences you won't want to miss. I'll then have our Disney trivia question of the week, a new contest where you can win a mystery prize package, more updates, and your voicemails at the end of the show. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. Both brilliant in execution and spectacular in scale, Walt Disney World is a living, breathing masterclass in the concept of environmental storytelling. It illustrates and epitomizes the remarkable ability to suspend our disbelief and transform our perception of both time and place, not just in the parks, but in the resorts as well. And I feel like I'm in dot, dot, dot is that common sort of paraphrase of the excited emotional response that Disney elicits from not just first time visitors, but decades long annual pass holders. I'm raising my hand. And one of the places that I think is most representative of that is the subject of this week's show and the subject of my ongoing love of this resort, Disney's Wilderness Lodge. And so this week on our Walt Disney World Resort Report, we're going to share and look at 10-ish reasons to stay, play, dine, snack, and visit Disney's Wilderness Lodge. And joining me once again is someone who freely admits that the fastest way to her heart is through a Walt Disney World lounge. She is, of course, Becky Mankin from Mouse Fan Travel. <laughs> through through a lounge or, uh, you know, it's this resort. It's, it's, well, it's, okay. it's, it's, who are we kidding? It's a lounge. I will say, when we actually started talking about doing this specific resort report, yeah, okay, one of my very favorite lounges came to mind immediately. So you're not wrong. I'll, I'll give you that today, this time only. Usually when I say to Becky, let's do a resort report, she goes, oh, 
if this place has a really nice lounge, that's fine. I can do it and just fake the rest. But you may remember Becky from such resort reports as 634, Disney's Beach Club, show 628, Disney's Vero Beach. Gosh, it was so much fun. Show 620, Art of Animation, and show 611, Disney's Riviera Resort, plus countless upon countless email shows. And, you know, Becky, as I was thinking about this one specifically, and I know you're like, oh, we could do this one, we could do this one. I I sort of went to bat hard for Wilderness Lodge because I think for so many of us, our ongoing love and fascination with Walt Disney World is due in part to what I like to consider like the wow factor. And I mean, wow, not just at the attractions and shows and restaurants and places and spaces, but the exceptional levels of customer service, the cast members, and really it's persistent and consistent ability to wow us and captivate our attention our dollars and our loyalty. (laughs) And like that, look, that's why there is an 80 plus percent return rate for first time visitors, right? Because of not just that remarkable level of loyalty that we have, I think, but that ability to transport people from the reality of daily life to somewhere else. And I think nowhere else might that be as evident than at Wilderness Lodge. Wilderness Lodge really holds a lot of character and charm. And for me, it's a little bit different because it is it is based on uh, or inspired by the National Parks uh, Lodge, like the one at Old Faithful Lodge, I think is specifically what it's kind of after. But it reminds me a lot of my backyard up here in the Pacific Northwest. There are a lot of uh, lodges that have that same character and charm and the the celebration of the Native American heritage and all of those pieces pull together. So a lot of people would ask me, so how come you don't stay there very often? For me, it's like going to my backyard when I walk in and I'm in that surrounding, it feels like I'm home. So why would I go 2,500 miles away to vacation in my backyard? So I haven't spent a lot of time there from staying there. However, it's one of my very favorite places to walk in and to just soak up the atmosphere because it is so grand. It's grand and it's beautiful and it's nature. um, And it's wonderful to have that experience right outside of a theme park. And I think for me, because there is so much in and to this resort, the real and imagined history, the details, the stories, the educational opportunities. We'll get to the dining, I, I promise. And I'm actually, sure. if we go back <laughs> to show 31, double digits. What? Um, it was one of my earliest DSI, Disney Scene Investigations of Wilderness Lodge. And then back on show 208, we really went into a, a lot of specificity and depth on the stories and the histories and the details and just how literally, and and we'll talk, I'm sure about this, how everything speaks, right? And, And the meaning and the stories behind the creations of the storytelling that takes place inside and outside um, of Wilderness Lodge, both the real story and the imagined story as well. So I want to get into our list of 10 
ish reasons. And as always, Becky, uh, you are my guest and ladies first. And I'm very curious to hear what was the first thing that came to mind and the first thing on your list. The very first thing that came to mind was the lobby, the lobby itself. When you first walk into Wilderness Lodge, you're greeted with this um, I think it's like seven stories tall or something of that nature. Uh, eight, is it eight stories? You walk in there and it's all that beautiful log cabin look and feel to it. And you immediately, it evokes that, that feeling of being in a mountain lodge right away with um, the hustle and bustles going on, but there's places that you can just sit and sit in a rocking chair and relax. And one of the things that's I'm always drawn to besides that huge um, fireplace, which is 80 some odd feet tall, uh, is the the stream that is inside of the lobby and the water, the sound of the water, it always draws me. So you're drawn through that beautiful cavern of a lobby to this this babbling brook that you see that is um, working its way outside. Um, And all of the, the different details in the lobby that uh, that again, nod to that Nat- Native American heritage with the artifacts and, and little things that you'll find around the lobby. Uh, and I can't forget, obviously, that one of my very favorite things about the lobby is at Christmas when you walk in. And one of the, my very favorite Christmas trees around the resorts is in the Wilderness Lodge. And it's a 40 foot tall tree, I believe. But it's almost dwarfed in a way when it's it's in that lobby. It's like it's a perfect fit. And I've never really been successful at getting the entire Christmas tree in one picture because it is just so huge. So I, I think that it really the lobby does a great job of starting the storytelling of um, of the atmosphere that you're in. And I, I it was the very first thing that came to mind. Well, and it's interesting because the lobby is on my list as part of one of the the first two things on my overall list, um, which is the atmosphere. And I'll sort of let that sort of seamlessly segue into that because, and and I agree with you, and the lobby here is very much evocative of Animal Kingdom Lodge or the Grand Californian, (laughs) where it is this stop-you-in-your-tracks, awe-inspiring, jaw-dropping moment as you as your eyes sort of continue to sort of find their way up past the exposed beams and the totems and you realize this eight story like lobby sort of dwarfs you in in its magnificence and the totem poles and the artwork and the native american history and for me like the one i i had sort of put this under the the overarching entry of just atmosphere and the rustic yet elegant feel that Wilderness Lodge has to it and the ability to bring the great outdoors inside. I think that there is arguably no other resort in Walt Disney World that instantly makes you forget you're not in Walt Disney World when you walk in the door. It could be 137 degrees like it normally is in July (laughs) and parts of August, and the humidity can be through the roof, but you get in there and you're almost like like a moth to a flame, like you're drawn to the fireplace and your eyes are drawn upward. And you mentioned that the springs and fire rock geyser, and we'll talk about the inside and outside parts of 
the geyser. And there is this incredible, and I don't mean like oppressive heat, but this there's a warmth to Wilderness Lodge mm. that I almost don't find and feel the same way elsewhere. I think Animal Kingdom Lodge has its own sort of version and variation of that. But the overall atmosphere with the the exposed wood, the Native American artwork, the history, the springs, the fire, the views, the privacy. One of the things I love about this resort in terms from an atmospheric perspective is the the feel of the privacy. And we'll talk even sort of in more specifics about where I think it is at its peak. And the stories are woven not just in real world Pacific Northwest Americana, but the imagined stories. We talked about that again on, on those other shows. And I will use this as a place to sort of plant my flag and say, and we can maybe discuss this now or later, or is this the most relaxing resort in all of Walt Disney World? Because I'm not so sure that there are (laughs) other hotels that give you this level and depth of absolute relaxation. Top 10 places to relax in, in Wilderness Lodge. I can bang it out, no sweat. Yeah, I, I think you've got something there. It, it has an interesting, again, charm to it that it's almost like a modern luxury meets this rustic cabin feel that it has a casual elegance to the whole thing where, yeah, if you're going to go camping, you're going to relax. If you're going to, um, you don't have that feeling that you have to necessarily uh, be on the go all the time there. And I think that you've you kind of hit a nail with that relaxation piece. And as you said it, it made me wonder, I, I think you're right. I'm not, I can't think of another one that really evokes that same, um, that same feeling of just walking in and, and breathing. Uh, Because you're secluded and it's cozy and the, the warm, big tufted leather chairs and those nooks and crannies throughout and, and just being from a, a 30,000 foot perspective being sort of cuddled by those pine trees that surround the (laughs) resort gives you such, uh, again, that, that type of relaxing, wonderfully isolated feeling. Yeah, I I totally agree. And you can sit there. That's one of those lobbies. You can walk in, sit down, sit by the fireplace and you could be there for hours if you wanted to just people watching and enjoying the atmosphere that you're speaking of and, and the sights and the sounds and uh, just that sound of water. Again, I'm going to go back to that over and over again, because it is that evokes that relaxation in me as as well as I think others have that same feeling until you start, you know, hearing the, the, the yelling going on from whispering cat, which we'll (laughs) talk about that in a minute, but um, yeah. And now I want to go there right now. I'll punctuate it by also saying mm-hmm. that it, it's not sort of continue to use sort of hyperbole. It may be the most, and I'm, this is going back to environment, it may be the most walkable of any of the resorts, <laughs> not just on an inside way, but outside, just sort of wandering. It's a very easy property to wander. And we'll talk about some of the locations as we talk about transportation. But when you walk down that dock, past mm-hmm. fire rock geyser towards the, the 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 marina dock like it is one of the most beautiful 
serene places in it, from an atmospheric perspective in all of Walt Disney World. Yeah, when you're talking about sheer beauty, the the two that always come to mind for me are Wilderness Lodge and, and Animal Kingdom Lodge, just from a nature perspective. And and from Wilderness Lodge, you're right. I think that that does uh, make you feel like you want to go for a walk in the woods, <laughs> and it's right there. And the it, and it's it's a big hug. It's a big warm hug. Seriously, I'm just thinking about walking through those paths and those trees are all around you and, and it's it's so private and secluded and it doesn't feel like it's been, um, you know, mowed down and open and, and spacious. It is very spacious, but you are walking through a forest and not something you think of when you think about Florida. And it feels like that property, not even from a Disney story, it feels like it's been there forever. Mm-hmm. Right? It doesn't feel like it was something built, you know, in the 90s. It feels like it's something that's been there much, much longer. So all right, I think my piggyback of atmosphere counts as my entry. So what's next on your list? Oh, wow. <laughs> well, let's go to one of the easy ones. One of the big standouts of, of um, why you would choose it would be its location in general. I love that it is so close to Magic Kingdom. Um, you know, granted, it doesn't have a monorail uh, stop because monorail doesn't go there, but that's okay. Because I think that that would have ruined the atmosphere. Um, You do have a very easy boat ride that takes you over to magic kingdom. So it, it has that uh, closeness to the magic kingdom that you can easily get there via the boat. And it also has the transportation of, of the buses and so forth, but the location is so tucked away over in the corner that for me, you really forget that you are in Florida. You really forget that you are near a theme park. If you allow yourself just to kind of melt into the atmosphere of, of where it is. Um, so I think location is one of the best reasons. And if you're looking for a deluxe resort uh, type of accommodation, but you're not looking at the, the highest cost, Wilderness Lodge is one of the lowest um, in terms of cost when it comes to deluxe resort choices. So I think that that's a win. You need to stop talking because you just took about six entries. On the list. <laughs> All right. So I agree. Uh, location I had as, as number three. I think location is, is that important. Um, and I mean location, not just in terms of where it, it's situated and this feeling, like we said, of not being in Florida, but it ties into, and I had this actually as a separate entry, but I think it ties in very cleanly, the boat ride, right? The boat to the Magic Kingdom to me is an attractor and attractive aspect. And by Magic Kingdom, I mean, you, you can also take a boat to the campgrounds, to the contemporary, that 10 minute boat ride, which is often not very crowded, it is very leisurely, like if you take it in the morning or at that golden hour at night, is so wonderful and beautiful. It is, for me, an attraction in and of itself. So location and boat ride were, were sort of on my list separately, but there is clearly connective tissue between the, the two. of. And since you already took it, I also had price. <laughs> I had price on the list because it's a deluxe resort that is very close to the Magic Kingdom with this level of privacy that I almost think would would garner a higher price, mm-hmm. right? Because you're not amidst the hustle and bustle. And I'm sure we'll talk about the, the, the different types of, of 
rooms, but when you said monorail, I was like, I'm internally screaming, thank God. Like, thank yeah. God there is no monorail. Um, but if you're looking for deluxe accommodations on a little bit of a budget, Wilderness Lodge, like I said, is the perfect choice. Yeah, and when you were talking about um, the, the proximity to Magic Kingdom as well, I forget how close it is until, what I mean, you and I were there not too long ago. And the fireworks kind of You're talking reminded me just stealing everything <laughs> <else>. <laughs> I was from location perspective right, I was right. just saying that that it reminds you of oh yeah that's how close I am because you you forget just the proximity to the park that you are until that happens in the evening I agree um this could be a short show because I keep stealing them. Is no, that what's going fine. on? And, okay. And <laughs> that was just the kiss of death. Two hours later, we're still talking. Um, next on my list, and honestly, I, I was the first thing that came to my mind, right? Because we talk about how, how Walt Disney World makes us feel, right? And what this, what this resort feels like, what it's themed like. And I started thinking about not only what does it feel like, but where does it feel like and going back to my love of not just the serenity and the theming but that feel of the resort that i think literally unlike anywhere else it starts before you step foot onto the property proper like as you're starting to go down that winding pathway to the guard gate you're already starting to see the, the timber signs and the bear crossing and all of a sudden like you are immersed in this feel and it, it's a very striking resort and I love the fact that it's inspired by real national park hotels. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I won't go too deep into this because we did talk about it on some of the earlier shows, but um, when Disney hired Peter Dominic, um, who was a, a famous architect, to design it um the choice of him was was very intentional right he was not only a very successful architect but he was the son of an environmentalist and his personal passion for the pacific north northwest and the rocky mountains etc and building traditions were integrated into this 728 initially room hotel he was sort of able to bring in traditional log cabin construction techniques and was inspired by, you know, the director of the national park service. And so he wanted to really build something that was instantly reminiscent and recognizable of national park lodges from like the earliest early part of the 20th century who which were built sort of very purpose-built and sort of this overarching theme. And if you look at places like Old Faithful Inn in Yellowstone and uh, the Yosemite Hotel in Yosemite National Park, Lake McDonald Lodge in Glacier National Park, the Many Glacier Hotel also in Glacier National Park, Jasper Park Lodge in Canada, the Bright Angel Lodge in Grand Canyon National Park, uh, El Tavar Hotel also... If you look at pictures of these and see, and many of them are, are incredibly striking. I've never, 
Becky, we need to do a National Park inspired <laughs> lodge tour. But you oh, really yeah. can get, yep. you can look at them and see almost section by section, I can sense where the inspiration came from and that was integrated into Wilderness Lodge. And I love that sense of, as Disney does everywhere, authenticity in the storytelling. Yeah, the the whole national park inspiration, like you said, you just Google some of those locations and it looks like you're looking at uh, Wilderness Lodge, which both internal and on the interior and the exterior. And it's so amazing to um, to know that heritage and that history for how those were built and why they were built and to to know that the architect and the designer took such care in bringing that history forward to that location. It, um, yeah, the, the first things you were like naming those off, I, I looked at one of them and I've seen the Old Faithful Inn, which always reminded me of that lodge. But all of a sudden looking at some of the others going, we need to go there. <laughs> we totally need to get uh, on a on a trip and and hit these national parks because, man, what a wonderful trip that would be. Like if you look at Jasper Park Lodge and look at the, the lobby interior, you know instantaneously that those teepee style massive light fixtures that hang from that eight-story atrium are directly inspired by Jasper Park Lodge. And they're they're made from real rawhide and they're painted by hand with Native American important and meaningful symbology across that that, um, heavy metal framework. It's just... It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. And it's why, to your point, you can and should spend time in the lobby looking around at all of the details and the real history that is just prevalent and sort of oozing from every corner of it. That's just as I'm looking at it going, I know I want to go to Wilderness Lodge so bad right now. (laughs) I I want to stay there again and just be surrounded by by all of that nature. It's that looks amazing. All right. So what is next then on your list? I'm going to go with variety of accommodations. Oh, my God. It's like you're literally (laughs) reading my list. I'm not sure if I should be happy or frightened that we're thinking so much. Yeah, there's a there's a whole discussion that can be had on that. But for now, let's go ahead and just talk about the variety, which, of course, when you add Wilderness Lodge, we also have the villas, which are the Copper Creek villas and the um, the Boulder Ridge villas as well. So you have standard rooms in the lodge that start at about that 340 square foot uh, scenario, which you can get up to four guests in most of those rooms. Um, but with the addition of the villas, you can also move into the um the standard studio, the one, two, and three bedroom accommodations, but my very favorite are the Cascade cabins, which are about a 1,700 square foot. I I was lucky enough to be able to stay in one of those for a couple of nights. And by far, I think that these are probably my favorite of the, the larger accommodations that are available on property. Um, uh, from the villa perspective, it is 
just stunning. Um, they sleep up to eight people, again, 1,700 square feet. And you feel like you are in a cabin in the mountains while you're near a theme park and you're near a very large resort you feel like you are separated in your own mountain cabin in the middle of nowhere. And it's it's such a wonderful experience to have surrounded by, you know, all the theme park crazy. So I had my my entry on my list was basically, I think Disney's wilderness lodge is multiple resorts in one, right? Mm -hmm. We talk about it being a deluxe resort, a Disney vacation club property and the villas and the cabins and there's a different, you know, the the Copper Creek villas are, I think you think about these villas, you start thinking about the Polynesian bungalows. If I had a choice, if only with a travel agent who could give me a oh choice, my gosh. if I had a choice, I think <laughs> that I would choose these. And, and you know, it, it, again, it, it, there's no bad choice here, right? But right. these, these, there's 26 as opposed to, you know, I think there's a a lot fewer of the Polynesian bungalows, but there was something about these lush natural surroundings and these panoramic views of Bay Lake in front of you that give you not just a sense of private privacy, but solitude. There's this wonderful, like quiet serenity, especially if you get some of the ones that are a little bit farther down the path, a little bit farther away from you know, the pools and, and some of the other areas. It's not only beautiful on the outside, but on the inside and that screened in porch and the hot tub and that double, I've never stayed there. <sighs> I'm giving Becky puppy dog eyes. I've never stayed <laughs> oh, there, but maybe Becky, when you come down, <gasps> we should <gasps> stay there and do a live show from there to really show people exactly what it looks and feels like. I think that's a fantastic idea. <laughs> any excuse to stay any, in one of those, any, any, any tax deductible excuse to any, stay in one of those cabins would be fantastic. I, I think that um, it's a great uh, option for families who want that sense of privacy together, but to have uh, activities and things near them as well uh, that, so you have that camping cabin feeling, but you still are able to get out. And again, I'm going to go back to what I said before about the, uh, the lodge itself, the cabins, especially feel that modern luxury that meets the, the rustic charm of a, of a cabin. Um, yeah, I think we need to, I think we need to do that. You, you keep talking. I'm going to look it up to see if there's anything available. this week. And I will <laughs> say, I think wilderness lodge too. Becky, <clears throat> look, when you come to Walt Disney world, it's, it's, there's this very interesting dynamic, almost internal conundrum sometimes that you're faced, which is we're here we're on vacation. We want to relax, but there's four theme parks right outside the door. There's Disney right. Springs. There's all these things to do. And you almost have to decide where do you want to sort of allocate your resources sometime? Do I want to spend more days in the parks and going and experiential type of things or and or, and or do, you know, do I want to put that towards a resort? And I think sometimes if you're going to be spending, you know, rope drop to last one out, well, maybe, you know, it doesn't necessarily matter where you stay. You just need a bed and a shower. But I think mm-hmm. Wilderness Lodge specifically 
is one of those places, and I've done this. I put my money where my mouth is. I went with my family. It may have been, it may have been about a year, year and a half ago or so, where we went for two nights. And mind you, Wilderness Lodge is ten minutes from my house. We went for two nights. We didn't go to the parks. We did not leave property at all, and we had this amazing time, and almost forgot in a wonderful way that magic kingdom was a 10 minute boat ride away, except for being able to sit outside and watch fireworks and the electrical water pageant. And I say that to mean if you're almost looking for a destination vacation and want to sort of spend a little bit more in terms of financial resources and in terms of your time, it's one of the reasons why I, I, I love wilderness lodge and, and, petition for it so much in terms of it possibly being the overall best resort on property. Hmm. That's, that's a pretty strong statement of it being the, the best, but for some best, directions, it's, it's, that, a, it's a subjective thing. And it's again, right, depending exactly. on why you go and what you want, but like as a local staycation, mm-hmm. I really like wilderness lodge is way up there. I mean, I like Riviera too. And I, and I like the Polynesian. <laughs> Animal Kingdom Lodge is nice. Okay, but you understand my point. I get it. Um, I do get it. (laughs) it, It's that same feeling that I kind of have over at Fort Wilderness, where you can still go enjoy um, the theme parks and enjoy being in in that atmosphere. But then you can go back and be with your family. There's enough, which brings me to my next point, I think. Is it my turn anyway? Because I can just segue right into it. There's a ton of recreation that's available there at the Wilderness Lodge that would be great for families, and you wouldn't even need to go to the theme park to enjoy yourself. So kind of pointing on to what you just said, between the the pools and the campfires, and which I love, I love that thought of just taking your family down to a campfire, buying the the marshmallows and the sticks to to roast marshmallows to sit outside and, and watch a movie because they have the movie the, 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 underneath the stars. You don't have to have that theme park experience to really enjoy this resort because there's so much other things to do. So recreation, amenities, activities was a very high entry on my list. Again, going back to when my family and I stayed there and Wilderness Lodge was our theme park, right? It is where we spent all of our time. We actually sort of made camp, not at the main pool, the Copper Creek Springs pool, which, by the way, has a 67-foot water slide built into the rock formations, which is amazing. Did you try it? I got to say that. Did you try it? No, because we went Ah. over to the Boulder Ridge Cove (laughs) pool, which was quiet, and it was sort of nestled into the villas area and they have a whirlpool and these sort of shaded seating areas, almost like little mini cabanas. And it was like, we had such a nice time sitting there and we would go over and got some food and brought it back to the table. And yes, I actually relaxed for a few minutes, which if you know me, yeah, it's a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) Like, so there's the relaxing aspect, but there's also a ton of activities where you talked about movies under the stars it doesn't matter what's playing, right? It's about sitting out on that lawn, literally under the stars with a snack, just like watching your favorite Disney classic. There's pool parties. You mentioned the campfire. There's 
arts and craft. There's something called fitness. I don't know what that is, but <laughs> um, there's boat rentals, fishing excursions, bike rentals, jogging trails. It's starting to sound exhausting. So I'm going to go back to things like stuff you could do on the water. Um, and if you didn't know, there's also some shh, there's some secret stuff that what? you might not necessarily find. So for example, like what? there's actually a free hidden Mickey hunt that you can get if you go up to the front desk and ask for one. I want to say that there's some sort of secret code word, but there's not. Just ask for the hidden Mickey hunt. And I believe it's back or coming back. There's also a free, yes, I said free and Disney in the same sentence. There's a free guided tour that you can take with one of the Wilderness Lodge Rangers. You don't even need to be staying there. Um, that's amazing. And one of these days when it comes back, I will go back and document it or broadcast it live. But whether you're staying there or not, it's a really, really neat way to see the resort in ways and maybe perspectives you haven't done before um, and learn a lot about its history, design, development, and um, importance, especially in terms of, um, I, I think it's really important to note the, the Native American artwork and heritage that is represented throughout. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. That is such a cool thing that they do with the, the guided tours because um, there, there's so much history, especially in the lobby with all of the artifacts and things that you just possibly would just walk past and not realize how much it plays into the story of the resort itself. So I haven't taken one of those tours myself. I've seen them going on and you kind of want to just kind of slip in to listen to what, what they're uh, telling people. But um, I, I love the fact that they have that available and there and other resorts as well to, uh, to be able to really learn about the atmosphere and the resort that you're in. Becky, um, my name is Lou Mangello. And for those of you listening, I know you're probably going, how has he not mentioned not even once the, the mention of dining? Dare I say, dare, dare, dare I say, Wilderness Lodge has arguably some of the best top-to-bottom dining of any resort in Walt Disney World. I will plant my flag squarely here because they have not only table service restaurants, Whispering Canyon Cafe, Storybook Dining, which I have not been to. I did not get a chance to go before it closed down. Where you could meet Snow White and Dopey and Grumpy. Rumor has it the Evil Queen stops by as well. But the counter service locations, Roaring Fork, I dig it. Geyser Point Bar and Grill, mind blown. We've done a live review. It is one of my favorite overall places. Just forgetting even how good the food is there, bison burger for the win, but some of the best views, and I love, love, love Territory Lounge. Um, I think Territory Lounge is one of the top three lounges in Walt Disney World. If only there was somebody, I know, Becky. We're oh, do, don't, just start. <laughs> um, and I'm not sure if it's called this anymore, but even like Miss Jenny's in-room dining, again, Miss Jenny, there's a whole backstory. Go back and listen to the DSI and the other show that we did on it. But the um, the food at Wilderness Lodge in terms of types of food that are available, types of restaurants that are available is really some of the best you'll find on property. 
you know, when you mentioned Territory Lounge, they have a great sangria. But um, have you tried? Like, I have a great, like, pretzel and dip. and That's what I was going to ask you. It's it's the Oregon Chardonnay Fondue. Yeah, that's it. Which is so good. And yes, I might have had that every single time I sit there because it is so good. But every single location, I, I haven't been like you, I haven't been artist point since they have done the storybook dining with Snow White at, at dinner, but that was one of my very favorite places to go for dinner. So that might be something we need to do on our list because I haven't seen the the character dining there. Wait a minute. I'm going to get Becky. What? Here. Wait, you're telling me that I'm going to get Becky to a character meal? You, this might have to be a live broadcast. Why not? So that... <laughs> I haven't been there. It'd be great to see it. I remember when last time I was uh, there at the lounge, you looked up and you could see all of the lighting and it, it looked really cool from the outside. So yeah, we might have to do that. But Geyser Point. All right. I I will go on record. I still haven't tried a bison burger. There's because bison are so fluffy. No, I don't know oh, if I want to eat. And delicious. I, don't, oh my God. I, don't, I don't know if I can eat. I don't want to eat anything that I've met. And I've I've met a bison. So, you know, it's nah, never mind. I don't want to. I don't, I don't literally don't even want to hear that story. But um, but uh, they have a lot of great choices and a lot of great options. And and um, one thing that I really love about Geyser Point, especially at night, if you're sitting out there, it's got a lot of different seating areas that you can just kind of plant yourself in. And then you hear that wonderful tone of the main, the sorry, the um, electrical water pageant out there. And all of a sudden, everybody stops eating and doing what they're doing. And you pay attention to what's going on with the electrical parade. Um it's a great location. And I love the fact they have so many options between the counter service at the Roaring Fork. Um, and of course, we cannot go without mentioning the Whispering Canyon Cafe, which is a tradition for so many families. And one of the things that you have to repeat, no matter if you're staying there or not, because it is so fun. It is a dinner and a, or a meal and a show starring you and the and the uh, the servers that are helping you out and sometimes not helping you out. And it's it is such a great place for family dining or a group of friends uh, because you're going to have a great meal. Their skillets are to die for, and you're going to laugh and you're going to laugh a lot. Mm. You just, I'm now I'm thinking skillet and the cornbread. It's so good. All right. Two quick (laughs) things just to sort of add on. One, I have three words for you. Mm -hmm. Do you know about the magic cookie hour? (gasps) No. Tell me about the magic cookie hour. You know what? Go to Roaring Fork and find out for yourself about (sighs) what the magic cookie hours is. Is it oatmeal and raisin? No. That's my favorite cookies. Uh, Okay. And I did have... Nighttime on the water as a, as almost really a separate entry because, and here's the play, Becky, you go to Geyser Point in the evening. And if you're like me, you like to sort of <clears throat> spread your meal out. There is amazing seating both under the cover of Geyser Point proper and then a little bit out closer by the water. These wonderful, tufted, comfy chairs that if you time it just right with your meal and in your case, cocktails plural, you will catch not only unique views of um, the fireworks show, Enchanted, Enchantment, and with the music being piped in, 
And if you happen to tune into my live broadcast that I did maybe six, nine months ago, it's not only a great view, but that little girl who was singing along and made oh, everybody right. around cry was amazing. <laughs> but then wait a little while and you get the electrical water pageant. And this front row unobstructed view, like ground level of the water pageant, which I think the views there literally are second to none. Um, and again, if you check with your My Disney Experience app in the front desk, you can find out exactly what time not only the fireworks are, but when the water pageant will be coming by as well. I want to go there so bad right now. Because <laughs> that was and such I'm a not great... saying you could also watch it oh. from your cabin. And mm-hmm. by cabin, I also mean out on the porch or in the hot tub or whatever, but you can do that too. I'm all for it. And speaking of the grounds, because we actually haven't really talked too much about the geyser itself, which is such a great attraction. And it much like the Yellowstone geysers that you see when you're at Yellowstone park, they erupt every once in a while. I think it's every hour from 7 AM to 10 PM, something like that. Uh, they go, it goes up 120 feet. So you can't miss it once it starts up. And it's one of those neat things just to um, to enjoy when you're on the grounds of the of the resort. And if uh, according to story, it doesn't actually really connect, but you can actually sort of literally connect the dots from the bubbling geyser that begins inside the lobby that trickles its way throughout the property until it reaches down to fire rock geyser. And I'll tell you, Becky, that the last entry um on my list with maybe a little tiny honorable mention is that secret spots abound at wilderness lodge. And sometimes a secret spot can be your personal subjective secret spot, that secret spot that you like to go to get away from it all. But there are some semi secret or less well-known spots throughout that resort, which for me as a local sometimes is at least theoretically like I keep saying I'm, I'm going to go to this spot and go work for a little while but then I realize hey, I got to put on pants and drive there but anyway like <laughs> the so you mentioned Fire Rock Geyser but inside the lobby itself if you go to the second floor um, as right above sort of the, the Porta Cochere when you first enter you can go up the stairs and there's a second floor fireplace that is quiet and private and isolated like there are glass doors that sort of make it a little bit more almost cut off from the lobby although you have this amazing view of the um, lobby overlook but there's also some wonderful uh, individual workstations with these um these these hand-blown glass lamps and it's just it's quiet and it's out of the way and there's power and there's charging and it's if you're looking for whether you're staying there you need some time to get away to work read relax think nap um there's a lot of those places that you can find not just in the main building but over in um in that the second building sort of the, the vacation club building for, for lack of a better word. And the other not so secret place, which is one of my, again, favorite places anywhere in Walt Disney world is the Carolwood Pacific room. 
Um, you may know it as the Iron Spike Room, which is this out of the way, cozy, comfortable, again, super comfy chairs, private little fireplace, there's game tables, but there's so much history there, not just of the lodge and of America and our journey via rail to the Pacific Northwest, but it is a place where a piece of Walt is actually home, right? There's two of the train cars from Walt Disney's. Why are you looking at me like you didn't know this? Wait, you didn't know this? There's two train cars from Walt Disney's Carrollwood Pacific Railroad from his home. And there's all kinds of little, um, uh, there's photos everywhere and informational plaques, but it is quiet and it is out of the way. And it is like this somewhat well-known yet still incredibly relatively hidden treasure, not just of this resort, but I think of all of Walt Disney World. And when, I know when we, we talked about Wilderness Lodge in the past, we talked about it when I've done my Finding Walt in Walt Disney World episode. The Carrollwood Room was one of those places that if you are a Walt Disney enthusiast, you have to make your way over. Again, you don't need to be a guest in order to go and check it out. But more importantly, like if you're staying there and you want to just get away and grab a book or in Becky's case, a cocktail and just sit quietly and have a conversation or play a board game with your family there. It it literally is the near perfect spot in Walt Disney World. You're you're speaking like you have been there many times, maybe to get away and work in a corner somewhere. <laughs> I have. Um, I was gonna say I, I've gone there to work. I've gone <laughs> there to relax. I've I I want to say I've done a meet there, but I don't think I've actually years ago. Um, I actually. Um, a teacher from a school that was up in the Northeast came down and I gave a presentation to students about Walt, um, not specifically the Carrollwood room in the Carrollwood room um, because I love that place so much. And I think it was a, a place sort of directly connect the story of Walt and, and some of the stories of, of the lodge too. Uh, I, yeah, I like, I really, really, really like that place a lot. And it's Becky, it's usually you walk in and there's nobody there. Which is a plus, <laughs> especially when you're trying to work and especially at times like right now, where it's so busy in the parks and you want to get away to something a little bit more private, again, where you can breathe without a huge crowd around you. That sounds like the perfect place to be. Yep. So uh, that's actually all I had on my list, other than uh, there was one. I almost sort of felt I needed to mention it because it's not there anymore. You talked about some of the different aspects, the aesthetics and the atmosphere. And I think another huge attractor that we sort of mentioned was the the integration of nature into <laughs> this resort. And there are walking paths and bike paths and you can just sort of wander. I said it's a very walkable resort. Uh, once upon a time, way back when, there actually was a walking path between Wilderness Lodge and Fort Wilderness. Really? Yeah. You used to be able to take this. I think huh. it was like just under a mile or so, maybe like a 20. And I think they still use it for carriage rides from Fort Wilderness. But yeah, there used to be a um, a walking sort of nature trail in between the two. And I think 
it, it's been closed for a couple of years, but it's just sort of evidences and who knows what the future is going to hold in terms of expansion of some of these resorts and, and new resorts that are coming to that section of property. Um, but it still remains a very sort of wonderfully inside and outside walkable resort. And like I said, just taking those, those little walks through those amazing trees and especially at night, that's when I love that resort the most. If you go there, go have a cocktail. Of course, that would be a great idea or, or dinner. <laughs> if you, you just if you prefer, <laughs> if you prefer to have dinner and then go for a walk, that is like the best resort to just wander around at night with the, the lamps and the trees and the lighting and the sounds and the water. I, I just think it's a, a fantastic place to spend time. You hit right on it. And the, the last word I had on here was the sounds. Like mm. whether you sit in the lobby, whether you sit by the geyser, whether you sit by the water, you can just, the next time you go, just close your eyes and just listen to not the sound just of, of children laughing, but the sound of the water and the sound of the 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 natural wildlife and the birds and some of the little critters that you'll find, you know, throughout some of the parts of the resort. Um, it is very, very peaceful. And I think, Becky, that the part of the reason why I wanted to give this its resort report now is I think that not only is the resort an attraction unto itself, but I think it's one that's worthy of a special visit. Uh, whether you are just coming to Walt Disney World, you mentioned earlier, especially during Christmas time, you have got to make a special <laughs> trip out here. And I will pose the question to you, our friend who's listening. I'll post this in the clubhouse, or you can call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. Is Wilderness Lodge the most beautiful hotel in Walt Disney World overall? There's no right or wrong answer. I just want to know your opinion. And if you're thinking, if maybe we have inspired you to go deeper and deeper into Disney's Wilderness Lodge and stay there on your next visit, you can go and visit. I mean, don't go visit Becky because she I found out she does not like that when you knock on her door. What? But you can go and visit Mouse Fan <laughs> Travel and Becky and her amazing team of travel advisors will help you get to Disney's Wilderness Lodge. Absolutely. Happy to do that, especially... I want to talk about this whole magic cookie thing again, because if there's oatmeal raisins involved, I need to know it because that's my first stop. I'm not that whole meeting thing that we have set up. I'm going right for the cookies and then we'll talk about whatever later. Oatmeal raisins. Yum. Like hot and gooey oatmeal raisin cookies. Now, why do you got to weird it out? We had such a nice day and now I'm a little creeped out. Okay, I'll I'll turn it back to the the sangria, the sangria and the chardonnay fondue. Kids, just so you know, there's movies under the stars and <gasps> and Becky's babysitting service. Wow, marshmallows! We can we can like sit out there. And we can have a business meeting. And get I'm sure, we'll get a lot of. Time for our Walt Disney World trivia question of the week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World's history 
or see how well you pay attention to the details in what you see, hear, taste, or even remember. If you think you know the answer, you can enter for a chance to win a Disney prize package. And this week's trivia contest is once again brought to you by you. And I'm not kidding when I say that, because as part of the WW Radio Nation, you help bring every episode of WW Radio to life. Every live broadcast, the contests, and giveaways, they're all thanks to and by, for, and about you. And you can find out how you can help the show for as little as a dollar a month, and you can get cool exclusive rewards every month, like scavenger hunts, trivia quests, group video calls, access to our private Facebook group, shirts, stickers, monthly care packages, and much more. I want to thank some new and longtime members of the Nation family, including Rob Stewart, Kelly Serafin, Betsy McClellan, Joe Devotee, and Gray Hauser. I sincerely appreciate your friendship and your support and your love and all the help, and I love being able to give back to you each and every month. If you want to find out how you can help the show, get the exclusive rewards, and in turn, help our Dream Team project, which benefits the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America, you can visit www.radio.com support. Now, before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So the merchandise store near Jim Henson's Muppet Vision 3D, the Stage 1 company store, features a checkout counter that's themed to resemble the hotel registration desk from what major motion picture? Thanks to the hundreds of you who answered, got this one correct, and know, and hopefully love, 1984's The Muppets Take Manhattan. And if you look carefully, you can see that the interior of the store features props and set pieces, including a recreation of the Happiness Hotel and the aforementioned reception desk, the electric mayhem, lockers, and a lot more fun little props and nods. Anyway, I took all the correct entries, randomly selected one, and last week you were playing for a WW Radio pin, keychain, and bonus mystery prize, and last week's winner, randomly selected, is April Leland. So April, congratulations. I will get your prize package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So this week's question is actually a two-parter because you have to tell me what is or was the Neverland Club and where can or could you find it in Walt Disney World? You have until Sunday, April 24th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern to go to www.radio.com, click on this week's podcast, use the online form there. Again, you're going to play for the pin, the keychain, and bonus mystery prize. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in this and every week. I'd love to hear your thoughts about Disney's Wilderness Lodge. Come be part of the community and conversation over in the WW Radio Clubhouse on Facebook at www.radio.com slash clubhouse. Or you can leave a voicemail, which I'll play in the air by calling 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-WDW1. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on an upcoming show, you can email me, lou at www.radio.com, and connect with me on social. I'm at Lou Mangello on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Also, be sure to like the WW Radio page and turn on notifications at facebook.com slash Radio. Please join me this and every week, Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, for WW Radio Live. This week, I'll be live from a special event in Disney Springs. Next week, who knows? I might be live from the parks or again from the home studio. I had a great time last week doing some live Walt Disney World trivia. Join us next time to play and answer questions real-time right on Facebook. 
see how you fare against other players and get your name on top of the leaderboard. Last week, I actually gave a prize away to the trivia contest winner. We also discussed the podcast topic, what's new and news in Walt Disney World, our Disney Plus pick of the week, and lots more. Again, every Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern at www.radiolive.com. Please be sure to join our spoiler support group at www.radio.com slash spoilers, where we talk all things Marvel's Moon Knight. And if you're part of the WW Radio Nation, each week we've been doing our live Moon Knight watch parties and chat, having a really good time doing that and then talking about it again in the spoiler support group afterward. And of course, as much as I love connecting and talking with you online, nothing beats a handshake and a hug. And our next meet of the month in Walt Disney World is going to be this Sunday, April 24th, at Everglazed in Disney Springs. We'll be there starting at 11 a.m. for about an hour or so in the outdoor seating area. Come alone, bring the family, and come hungry because the donuts and the funky chicken and the cold brew coffee, it's delicious. It's a great time, and I'd love to invite and welcome and meet you there. To learn more on RSVP, visit www.radio.com slash events. There you can also find out about our upcoming group cruises, including our August 1st inaugural cruise on the Disney Wish, our December 5th Very Merry Time cruise on the Disney Wish, and our April 15th, 2023 Disney Fantasy 8-Night Overnight in Bermuda and Bahamas. And of course, you can join the fun, join the group, and get a free no-obligation quote by going to www.radio.com slash cruise. And as always, my friend, and you are my friend, whether we have met yet or not, all I ask, and all that I really have ever asked since show number one is that if you like the show, to please help spread the word. And this week, I want to thank and maybe even reward you for your support and your efforts and community and friendship in helping to do that by simply spreading the word. Because if you do, you might just win a mystery prize package, which is going to include an Amazon Echo Dot, a WW Radio backpack, mug, shirt, vintage Walt Disney World collectible, and a few more mystery prizes that I know you're going to enjoy. All you need to do is get creative and share a link to last week's episode, our top 10 smells of Walt Disney World revisited, or even just the site, the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or even this week's episode, and invite others to join the show and community. To find out how to enter, rules, judging, and all the details, visit the blog over at www.radio.com. And I want to quickly thank some folks who have helped spread the word by reviewing the show over on Apple Podcasts, including Matt, who says, the podcast makes me feel like I'm at Disney. It's wonderful to have such a positive and informative host in Lou. Thank you. He seems like a very genuine person. I am. Who does what he loves, I do, and uses his influence, I don't know about that, to bring the magic to all of us here around the world. If you want to leave a review over an Apple podcast, again, it's incredibly helpful. Even just a quick rating over in Spotify podcasts is super helpful as well. Finally, most importantly, thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I love and appreciate you so, so very much. I cannot tell you what you listening and being part of this community means to me, and I'm not sure you know just what a positive impact you have, not just on me, but on others. And it's so important to always remember to try and be that positive light to others and that light that you want to see in the world and to always choose the good and be the good and be a good influence and a good example for others as well. I love you. I appreciate you so very much. I hope to see you on Wednesday night show or at Everglazed, I the donuts, this weekend for our meet of the month. So until next time, I hope it's your best week ever. Thanks again. See ya. Hey, Lou, this is Alex Pars. Um, I have called before, but it's been a, a while since I have. 
Um, hope everybody in the WWE community is doing amazing, as well as you and your family. I wanted to call and just say congrats on 15 years of WDW Radio. Um, that is a just fantastic celebration, and I'm so happy for you and the community as well, because like you said, um, it's just grown into something bigger than I'm sure you or anybody has imagined. Um but I wanted to call with this because you said fill in the blank and um, just kind of give you a little bit of backstory. So I hope I don't take too long. But I say w- WDW Radio has given me strength. And the reason I say strength is because um, for years my husband and I, what we mainly do for a living is we are involved with youth ministry. And if anybody is listening that is involved in ministry, it is definitely not an easy task. Um, and, you know, just just like with any job, it comes with its challenges and, and everything like that. And I don't mean to get, like, too spiritually, but, um, you know, there's, there's good times and there's bad times. But overall, there's a reason why we do it, because we want kids to know that they have a place that they know that we can tell them that they're special and that they – have a place in this world and they have a purpose um so sometimes when you're trying to encourage others it can be hard to encourage yourself and you know we've moved a lot over the past few years and it's been very challenging and just Lou your podcasts have been very enjoyable for me and also my husband sometimes he listens along but um I love to crochet at home so I listen to a lot of them while I'm crocheting and, you know, maybe making road trips. I have family that live in, you know, different parts of the different states. And one video, uh, one podcast that comes to mind that really helps me, of course, I love all the top tens. Um, they're my favorite. But I love the, the one where you and your, your wife and your close friends all sat down and it was a two-part I believe, podcast or episode, and it was about moving to Florida. And I've always wanted to live in Florida. I'm sure every Disney fan has dreamed of living somewhere near a park. But living in Florida was um, one of my big dreams when I was a teenager. I'm from a very small town, and I felt like nobody really understood, you know, my excitement for not just the theme parks, but what the parks meant in general, how Walt Disney grew um, a company from literally nothing. He he had obstacle after obstacle, and um, after much hard work and and you know leaning where we were supposed to go, even though it was hard, I can finally say now that as of January we are now Florida locals. We live um, in the Winter Garden area in Florida, and I'm very close to the park. And it's something that I had I had never dreamed that I would that I would be able to do. And I'm so excited. And um, just get, I just want to encourage anybody else that's out there that if you're if you're praying, if you're dreaming of doing something that you love, whether it be you know about the parts at Walt Disney or anything, um, I encourage you to go for it. And I'm sure Lou would too. So I just want to say that WW Radio has given me strength, and I look forward to many many more years and episodes. And I hope um, everybody's doing well and staying safe. But yeah. Um, this this podcast has meant a lot to me, and Lou, I appreciate everything you do. And I I truly don't know 
if you understand how much you have meant to not only me, but just this community in general. So have a great day, and I will talk to everyone soon. Bye. Hello, Lou and the WDW radio family. This is Lindsay Johnson calling from Salt Lake City, Utah. I just wrapped up listening to the wished for themed dining experiences at Disney. Uh, I spent the entire episode waiting for you to mention the Muppets, but you did. And I want to take it up a notch because I want themed Muppet character dining. I want to be able to meet and talk to Kermit and Fozzie and Gonzo and Miss Piggy and any other Muppets, Sweetums, if they could swing it. Uh, I think there could be an animatronic uh, aspect, as you mentioned, with Dr. Keith Electric Mayhem, maybe switch it up with Rolf on the piano and uh, Miss Piggy singing uh, singing some songs, because I'd like it also. Not only could I talk to the characters, maybe in between the booths, which could be elevated so there'd be puppet performance performers underneath and cameras and microphones around so you could actually have a conversation with these uh with the Muppets that it would also be a dinner show the Muppet dinner show with all the songs and comedy routines and heckling by Statler and Waldorf uh that would just make my heart sing the food could be fun and wild and wacky, but at the helm, we would have the Swedish chef in the kitchen. Uh, I think that would just be so much fun, and I hope it can happen in Disney World or maybe on the West Coast, coast in Disneyland. Uh, we, we need more Muppets in the parks. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Well, folks, this concludes our show. So thanks for bearing with us to the bear end and barrel around to see us again.